Dropbit Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Drop Air Gaming Podcast. Yay! Everybody's so excited. Um, it's episode 96, which means we're only four off from the big triple. So, looking forward to that. Um, we have just myself in your ear hole at the moment, of course, and I've got my brother Matt sitting just near me with a pair of headphones and a microphone on. How are you going, Matt? What's going on? Yeah, pretty good. Sorry, um, I'm over describing things, aren't I? And you're a little bit too um, happy, no. I guess. Yeah, yeah energy but... levels are all wrong. Sorry, I'll dumb it down. I'll punch myself in the nads. <laughs> that would probably you, help. You can never, start. never be happy when that happens, especially if you do it yourself. <laughs> anyway, um, let's continue on. Um, yeah, so uh, it's been, what, two weeks again since we recorded? Yeah, pretty close, yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah. We're, we're on target for a fortnightly podcast for once. Yeah, yeah, which is always nice. But we haven't been playing a hell of a lot. Um, I've, I mentioned in the last podcast that there was a game that I just received and I was really looking forward to playing it, Quantum Break. And I've just finished that, so I was pretty happy with that. But um, Nice. Mm, yeah, Matt's been playing the Division update. Yeah, so I... Like, I ranted, I got it all out of my system on the last episode. Sure did. All the negativity. And so I continued playing it. And, um, yeah, they put they brought out their new update. And it really, like, it, it wasn't a lot of new content. But it, they changed it up in ways that are just enough to keep you playing. So they've added in the Falcon Lost Incursion, which is basically a, another mission that you go into, and it's quite hard. So you, you need. A, you, are you looking for a Ford Falcon somewhere <laughs> no, around? Oh. No, it's it's code names, bro. Oh, it's all very cool, you know. Um, but so you need pretty high level gear to get in there. That's one of the things they added as well: gear levels. So now when you look in your when you're level 30 you can look at your character sheet and it'll tell you what your gear level is and each item that you get that's a level 30 item has a gear level <clears throat> so it makes it a bit easier for you to figure out which gear is better than others oh that would be good yeah you know quick like just yeah. a quick way to do it and it means that when you party up with people randomly you can tell if they're going to suck because they're too low level yeah that's and, important. Yeah. So the incursion is basically you go in and then there's waves of enemies and you have to um, blow up this APC unit. It's a pretty cool mission. I've only done it once, um, but I'm hoping to play it again soon because it's all about finding a good group. So you obviously can't do it in any other way. Like you must group up. Oh, you can't play it by yourself. Yeah. It's way too hard. Yeah. So um, kind of the same as what the... Um, uh, what are they called in um, Destiny? A raid. Yeah, a raid, yeah. Yeah, except it's not as like long form. It's more oh, okay. just like you go in, there's like three rooms that you go through and then you're in this big ass room where waves of enemies come at you. Oh, cool. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I was complaining in the last episode about Dark Zone vendors only having stuff for level 30 and level 50 Dark Zone level. Mm-hmm. And they changed that up in the update as well. So there's stuff. Uh, for so they were they were listening. Yeah. So they changed 
a bunch of stuff to add on all new levels and stuff. They also added in gear sets, which are basically sets of armor where if you're wearing two or three or four pieces of the set, you get different bonuses. Okay. I thought so, you kind of had that in a way because you could wear not for armor but more for the clothes. Like you could get a baseball set which was like followed a baseball team. Yeah, but it doesn't give it you any bonuses. So okay. this stuff, I, I don't know if it, because you, you don't actually physically see it on your person. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least I don't think you do because all you see is that kind of the clothing that you can pick up around the joint. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. Like I've got the Sentry's Call gear set. I've got four pieces of it. And um, for having four pieces, you get a thing where... Every time you headshot someone, it marks them, and the mark lasts for 10 seconds and gives them, like, they take an extra 15% damage from any shots, not just headshots, and you can stack it three times. So if you headshot someone three times, then they are taking an extra 45% of damage for the next 30 seconds. Wow. Or 10, sorry, 10 seconds, because it lasts 10 seconds. Yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, they all have bonuses like that, which is really cool. But, yeah, Dark Zone... All different leveled stuff in there now, which makes it way less annoying. Oh, um, good. They changed the crafting system a little bit, and there's a thing where you can recalibrate your equipment where you can pick one stat bonus that that piece of equipment gives you, and you can spend... You could previously, if it was a high-end item, you'd have to use Phoenix credits mm-hmm. to re-roll that stat or whatever. And now you can just do it with cash instead of using up your Phoenix credits, which is awesome. Yeah, that'll so, help. Yeah, and they added in, last thing, daily assignments. So now when you log in every day when the hard and challenging, well, yeah, hard and challenging missions reset, you also get a Dark Zone challenge, a crafting challenge, and some other challenge, which will be like, the Dark Zone one will be like, kill one named enemy in the Dark Zone or kill 10 Rikers or something like that. Crafting is like make five of one type of item or something. Yeah. And the other one will be like get explosive kills or, you know, get headshots or something like that. So they're just cool ways to keep people playing, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Keeps it interesting. And you get Phoenix credits and Dark Zone experience points as rewards for doing those things. So it's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, Division. I'm still liking it. There'll be another update or next month, I think. Hmm? Liking it again? Yeah. Because you were pretty upset with it last time. Yeah, but I'm pretty high level with all my gear now. So, um, like, you were watching me before getting fucking annihilated in the dark zone. Mm. But that was because it was three against one, and I killed two of them. Yeah. So, I'm not doing too shabbily these days. Oh, that's good. Oh, I bought this vector gun. I googled like what is the best gun to use in the dark zone and they're like use the vector of submachine gun so I got it and it's like less damage than my main gun I had mm. but it just fucks everyone up cool so it's got like a high critical hit chance uh. and faster rounds per minute or something so as long as you're within close range because it's a close range weapon, you fucking annihilate people. And if you can get headshots in them, you get that on them. You get that bonus. set bonus as well. So, yeah. Oh, I'm starting nice. to take some names. Yeah. I only need to kill four more rogue agents to get the platinum trophy. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, so 
I'm getting there. Anyway, so that's the division. Enough about that. Let's talk about something. Oh, I got um, Ratchet and Clank, the new Ratchet and Clank. Oh, awesome. I haven't played it yet. Oh. So it's downloading as we speak. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that looks good. Mm. Be interesting. Oh, it's got like really high reviews online. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. Talk about that next time. And it's 40 gig. Holy bejesus. It is? Mm. I thought it was like 28. Oh, maybe it's not 40 gig, sorry. I'm reading it from the other side of the room. Oh, no, it's downloading the first 7 gig and then it downloads the rest. You know how that works. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, I've been playing Quantum Break and as I said, I was really excited to play it. There'd been a hell of a lot of hype about it. I'd, mm. yeah, I always try not to you know, watch anything on the the big games as much as I can. You know, I really can't with Uncharted and stuff, but Uncharted's not going to get fucked up. I've got high expectations and I know they're going to deliver, so I don't really care. <laughs> but, um, you know, with games like Quantum Break, I knew a little bit about it, you know, as I mentioned some things last week, but I didn't know a heck of a lot about the actual game or the storyline. I really wanted to try and go into it with a, a, a bit of a you know clean slate not try and form any opinions of it or get any high expectations but i was really excited to want to to play it so anyway it's fucking fantastic it really is like, yeah i've heard all good things about it so yeah i mean there are a, a fair few things in it that uh, are not the greatest but it's a game you know, like there's a few things in every game, no matter how good they are, there's always a few things in them. Mm. Um, but, you know, Remedy Entertainment made this, the guys who did Max Payne and Alan Wake, and, you know, you get a copy of Alan Wake when you when you buy it on the Xbox, on the X-Bone. So that's always good. A bit of a, an extra for nothing. Um, nice. But, I mean, that that those two games depending on your game style, um, are good games. You know, so they, they come from good pedigree and they tried something different with this. Mainly what they tried to do was incorporate um, some live-action uh, television show kind of thing to it. So as I mentioned last time, there's five acts in the game and the acts themselves... Uh, pretty linear like they are pretty much set for you to follow the game you know the story along um then you do all of that once you like along the way there's heaps of shit to collect there's um you know documents that fill you in on the story so the further you go in the actual story as well um you know, you're picking up different things and getting more clues about what's happened and what's happening and the plan and everything that's been put in place for it. Um, there's emails between different characters mm. as well, and some of them are completely random. It's kind of weird. Like there was some dude that had who wanted to create a um, like a TV show, and he's written the plot in an email to another staff member, and then. Um, you know, going back a little bit later, you find more emails about it and they're like, come on, I haven't got any you know, feedback from you. I really need to understand, you know, I need your science expertise to understand these few bits so I can continue to write the story and stuff. And you just come across them and you're like, fuck, like, 
as much of that is wanky and stupid, it's still something real. You know, like if you were running around in a office and you just read some emails, you'd find some pretty weird shit. Mm. And it's kind of entertaining to come across that stuff. It gives it a real realism to the yeah, game. Yeah, like a awesome. depth. That that kind yeah. of stuff was in um in the division as well with the mobile phone yeah, things you could is. collect. Yeah. And it would have like no basis of connection with the actual story, like for your progression apart from just being like little side stories and shit. Yeah. Yep. But it's it like creates that level of realism and and sort of environment atmosphere. Yeah, that's right. It, it makes the game bigger than just being one character or mm. you know a, a location based thing. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it fleshes it out a bit. Mm. So yeah, there's a bit of that. There's also um, you know a few other things that you've got to collect throughout it. There's um, like there's a, a leveling up system in it, and there's these points within the game that. Um, you can find like if you it's only on the Xbox at the moment and PC I'm not sure if it's even out on PC is it uh, yeah I think it is it is uh, I, I didn't really look yeah um, I have no idea <laughs> I know there's there are reviews out for it on the PC so I'm assuming that, that it is but mm. anyway um, would make sense so with the Xbox you press the Y button and it gives you like your um your sensor kind of thing. So it like shoots out like a, a kind of invisible pulse thing, pulse thing there. And you can pick up on, on collectibles. And if there's any I don't know, dangers, I suppose, like including the, if there's gas bottles around that could be shot to you know, explode or whatever, mm, you know, like, like interactable a, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Plus any bad guys. So that was pretty cool. But um, yeah, when it points out some of these, extras that they've added to it you get these chronons they're called and it's just like a bit like a a piece of energy that's just floating suspended in time and you go up and you hold your your y button down and you can collect them so there's a whole bunch of these to collect and you get to level up throughout the game so you get stronger powers and all this kind of shit like Mm -hmm. most games but the crux of it really is that um you kind of get invited along like i don't want to wreck the story but you get invited along by your old mate from childhood um who wants to show you this u-boot thing that he's created and it turns out that you know you kind of help him to trial it for the first time and it's a time machine oh nice yeah classic yeah classic old mate classic gary School. Oh, right. mate, you got a fucking time machine. <laughs> I'm not going to help you. Always getting in trouble. But anyway, like there's a few things that, that go awry and um, you, know, you and he both end up with these kind of powers, I suppose. Um, but it was really well done the way it kind of tried in a way to explain a bit of time travel and to explain some of the limitations that we currently have in what, you know, what time travel would be. Um, there was one part where, you know, the, the two guys are, are talking and they're talking about how um, there was like this point in time where they'd seen uh, a dead body when they were kids. And he talked about how, 
he tried to change it. So he went back in time and um, like this is kind of the bad guy, I suppose. Like he went back in time to try and save this guy because it affected him his whole life. Um, and then it turned out that the reason that the guy died was because of him. Like he went back and then oh, he, tried, he walked up and tried to stop the guy from jumping or whatever it was and startled him and the guy fell to his death. And that's when they'd seen his body a little bit later as kids walking along. That's why it fucked with him for so long because he was the one who killed him. Possibly, but obviously he didn't know that. Yeah, so there, there's like interesting, subconsciously. <laughs> yeah, there's interesting crossovers in the game as well. Um, because of that, like because there are like the majority of it is about how time is um, basically imploding on itself uh, because this person created a, a thing to fuck with time, a time machine. Um, yeah, it's all coming it's, crashing down. Yeah, exactly. And there's now things that have caused dramas within it that time is basically coming to an end, and all these different timelines. And possibilities, I suppose, are starting to merge on themselves. And there's some really interesting bits. Like you, you, at one stage, like there's just a fucking train crashed into a building that you're walking through, and the train's just smashing through this building. And there's no train lines or anything anyway. It's just because I guess at one stage there could have been, and then there was a different timeline put in place if someone made a different decision and then there was a building put there instead so the two timelines are crashing into each other and the train's going through the building and it's kind of a bit of a mind fuck in a way for some of those things but it's explained fairly well so there's entire parts of the game where time just freezes and you're the only person that can move around and interact with things and stuff like that. And you walk into rooms and there's just these like bodies that have been killed, but you don't know what's happened. And it's fucking incredible. Like, I don't know, just the way I don't want to wreck anything. So I'm really trying not to talk too yeah, much. Yeah, about you don't want to go into parts. the story. Mm. But um, yeah, it was very well done in my eyes, the way they put it all together. Yeah. Like it is, it does have these kind of, you know, it is a shooter in at the heart of it, I suppose. Um, there is also a, a action adventure kind of side to it as well. So to, I guess, encourage you to go and find as many of these collectibles as you can, they only give you bits of information from the storyline. So to go and actually get a really good understanding of the story of the, the game, they encourage you to to search for information throughout it. Mm. And yeah, I thought that was quite good, but there's also parts of it as well, like I said, that are a bit of a puzzler and they're kind of like um, bits get caught in time and they kind of uh, reverse and fast forward and reverse and fast forward. And a lot of it is at like junction points where you've got to cross over a like a bridge or a fucking something to get to the other side. Mm. And all of a sudden there's like, you know, a tree falling on it constantly. And it's like tree falls and then it like clicks and clicks a few times and then it, uh, you know, rewinds back to standing up and everything's normal. And then the tree falls again and, you know, over and over again. So you've got to try to get past without getting axed by a tree. Yep. So you have to use these kind of special time powers that you've got. You can uh, freeze time in a, a small 
kind of bubble around something, um, which really comes in handy because there's some doors and stuff that are going fucking bananas, like just <laughs> open, close, open, close, open, close, open, close, and you try and walk through them and it just destroys you. Oh, that's like stasis, the stasis, um, whatever the hell that thing was in Dead Space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for doors yeah. at least, but I guess it works yeah, for everything. very similar, yeah. So, yeah, kind of good stuff like that. Um, or there's like a a run where you run extremely fast and everything blurs around you. It only lasts for, you know, I think, initially it's about five to seven seconds, but you can increase the time by collecting these Cronin things and you know, upgrading it. But, um, yeah, there's some things that you really have to upgrade as well to be able to defeat some of the, the bosses in the game. Like I say bosses, but it's really just you've got these this army of fucking well-trained dudes that are really highly fucking armed to the teeth. And then every now and again, they'll add a new one. So they've kind of got this little bit of technology that they've been working on. And now that they've got it they've got a couple of these uber bad dudes so throughout the game like it does progress a little bit harder guns don't really progress though so you get your standard kind of uh, there's an ak-47 and a couple of different semi machine guns and then there's like a, a carbine rifle um and a like a fully automatic light machine gun so it's you know, kind of like a, a mounted machine gun that you can carry. But they don't really change. Like there's no grenades at all. So you can never kill more than one person at a time, which is kind of interesting and really fucking frustrating at times because in a lot of games that are shooters, one of the best things is having your grenades. So especially like in Destiny, playing that so many times, you walk into a... a spot and you you know it says warning you're about to get fucking fucked up and if you can see where the dudes are coming from then you just throw a grenade at that door and then it opens and they run in and you know half of them get hit by a grenade straight away so it does a maximum amount of damage which is awesome but with this this you can't do it so you do have to rely on your powers a little bit more which i thought was kind of interesting mm. So, um, but yeah, the, that's kind of the, the play style, I suppose, for the majority of it. The, the locations in most part are fucking beautiful looking, nearly all of them. Like graphically, this game surpasses nearly any other game that I've played. It is absolutely gorgeous. All the environments and the layouts and everything. Um, there are a, a few little bits that happen where you kind of think to yourself that doesn't it just doesn't look right like the lighting's all fucked up for some reason or whatever yeah um but it's pretty rare um facial recognition of the characters is fucking incredible oh yeah yeah that was one of the big things because they got like real live actors to do everything yeah yeah and you can tell like the the way that they've put them in the game is it's something that they tried to focus on so much because there are a couple of times when you look at a character and you think to yourself, that person just 
all of a sudden doesn't look right. Either it's the way they're walking or something along those lines. But 95% of the game, you can stop and just look at the characters and go, holy fuck, look at how perfect they are. You know, from the way they move to the way they their kind of speech works, um, the eye contact that they can make as well throughout the game is pretty fucking good. And, you know, one of the things I, I, I suppose a lot of people like doing, but I do enjoy, is when you're having a conversation with someone and you can still move, is trying to either get as close to their face as possible and, you know, because it'll be annoying as fuck, um, but also just kind of try and keep an eye on where they're looking just mm. to see if it's even remotely realistic. Um, and in this, it did a really fucking good job of it. Like the, he'll be standing there talking to people and it looks like he's actually focusing on their face. And that's fucking incredible to me. You know, there is that even that focal depth that you can see in people's eyes. Mm. And you know, it, it's not hugely noticeable, of course, but in some parts I was like, wow, it does actually look like that person's paying attention to the things that I'm saying to them, <laughs> which is kind of cool. Um, so yeah, well, the, one of the reasons I guess they really had to make that extremely good is because of these other parts in the game, which are called junction points, right? So this is where the game to me separates dramatically from any other game. So you're playing this guy called Jack Joyce, who's the main character of the game, right? He's the, the main character that you play throughout the game. Mm. Um, your brother, uh, was a scientist who's created this um, time machine. All right. Your best friend is a guy called uh, Paul Seren. And you all kind of grew up together and whatever. But what happens is as you're uh, this Jack Joyce person, like you're playing the the game as that player and finding little bits of information and coming up with ideas, having conversations with people, um, and you're kind of forming this understanding of what's going on. And then you get to these junction points. So at a junction point, what happens is you finish like a checkpoint and then it's, it flips over and you take control of this Paul Seren guy. And there'll be you know, some kind of action that he needs to take, like some kind of decision that he must make throughout the game. So although you're playing as this one character, the decisions are being driven by this Paul Seren guy who's you know, kind of the bad guy throughout the game. Um, and the choices that he makes makes the difference for the next act that you're about to play. Mm. And although it doesn't really make a huge difference in how the game is played, um, those do actually make a difference to the choices and how things are going to you know, play out. So anyway, you go and make these choices. Uh, this Paul Seren guy, he's got the ability to see time as well. So when he gets to these points where he needs to make a decision, normally someone's talking to him and saying, oh, you know, this, 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 and this is happening. You need to be aware of this. Um, something major about one of the other characters. Then... Um, he has to make a choice about whether he does one thing or he does another. So it could be, you know, like killing someone or letting them live, that kind of thing. 
Mm. Um, and yeah, so you hold down the triggers left and right to watch a possible timeline of what will happen if you choose that. And then you make your decision once you've watched both of them, depending on you know, how you want the game to play out. So kind of interesting. Um, and then once that's done, it actually, like once you've made your decision, the act is finished then. And then it goes into like a, I guess a 15 or 20 minute live series TV show, which the actors from the game are all acting in this TV show. And it was, it was okay. Like they, they weren't amazing, amazing videos. Mm. Um, but possible. Yeah. Possible. And still none of them really are about the, these main two characters that you play. Although they do feature in them, um, they're not always specifically about something about them. So, you know, you make a choice and then it shows you a video of, you know, some other third person or another character that's in the game and what they're doing and, you know, building that little bit of depth. And then in a lot of cases, that character is the one that is going to, you know, cause the biggest effect in the next scene that you, you're about to play. So kind of interesting, I reckon, the way they did it. Multiple layered, you know, there's a whole bunch of different things. Like the, I guess the choices are only ever one of of two, really. Um, but it gives you that kind of want to play it again, to choose so the you, other ones. Are you going to play it again? I'll probably go through at least the first one or two acts because they were probably a bit quicker than the other ones mm. and just see what happens if I do choose the opposite and see if it makes a big difference to the actual game itself. Because if it does make a big difference, I don't know, I just can't see in my head how it would make a huge difference to the game. Because like I said, like there's big parts that just seem very linear. But it was... I don't know. I, I guess I'll have to check it out and see if there's any difference. And if there isn't too much, then I'll talk about it next time. Sweet. But yeah, I mean, great game. Definitely, definitely a four out of five drop bears for me. Only four. Well, there are parts of it that let it down. You know, yeah. Definitely let it down. And like in the the last bit that I just played today, you know, it. it the camera angles, although they were mostly really fucking good throughout the game, it it's the there's too much happening in in this bit, and it was really frustrating, and it never allowed you to really see what the fuck was going on, why I kept dying, and you know, like you're running around from multiple bad dudes, and then there's you know uh, something happens and you die, and so what the fuck just happened? I didn't even get to see anything. Yeah, that's really fucking annoying. It is. It is. If it at least give you that option to know what was going on, the, there's part of it because it's a shooter. There's a cover system as well, um, and in a lot of cases, which it always does, inevitably with most of these kind of games, um, it gets in the way. You know, like you'll be trying to do something else, and they'll jump into cover, or you're trying to get into cover and they jump on top of the fucking box or whatever. You know, like that happens in every game and it's really fucking annoying sometimes. And in this one, I guess 
they've had to slow down certain parts of the action. But it kind of it's not as bad as the way you know, like um, just thinking like Gears of War, how you could run up and then all of a sudden just click into cover. Um, there was parts of it that felt old, like that kind of style of game. Mm. And I don't know, for everything else that was so good and so beautiful about this game, that certainly felt very dated the way they did that. Yeah, like so, clunky. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, like I'm not a fucking game developer and I know I'm nitpicking because it's a... It's a Just do it. It's our job. <laughs> but yeah, it certainly does have that bit of a feeling of, of being outdated and it would have been kind of nice, I guess, if they'd spent a little bit more time on trying to make that a bit better. So, you know, there's bullets flying around sometimes and you don't die all that easily, but they also made it, you know, annoying enough that you'd get stuck on a rock somewhere and you'd get shot and die. But it's not quite as bad as that. So, and as everyone who's ever listened to this show knows, I hate getting stuck on rocks and getting shot because I can't fucking move or can't see something. Yeah, you do do that a lot. Yes. I quite often do. So All right. I'm a bit pissed off with that. But, yeah, definitely a pickup if you've got an Xbox or you want to give it a go on a PC. Um, oh, did, yeah. If you've got an the... Xbox, you should definitely have this game. Yes, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely the type that, yeah, it, there's been a lack of uh, standalones for the Xbox. And this is definitely one that I think is worth playing. But I did also hear on the PC... When it first came out, there was some pretty big issues with rendering. Um, don't know if those have been fixed or not, but there was rendering and dropouts and frame rate issues and stuff like that. Mm. So, yeah, don't know if it's um, if those have been fixed. But if you're thinking about getting it on the on the PC, maybe have a quick look into it because it looks so beautiful. You don't want it to be uh, compromised, and that would be annoying if it was. Yeah, fuck yeah. Mm. I guess the only other thing that I'd probably say about this is that because it does have a lot of that kind of TV series, um, you know, stitched into it and the way it's made like that, there is a fuck ton of product placement. It's amazing, the product placement in this game. And, like, I I know it's a world... And they need to put things in the world to make it look legitimate and realistic and all that kind of crap. But having billboards that it kind of pans past when it's doing, you know, the the cut scene or something like that. And there's ads there for car brands and things. Like, I know that they're legitimate, but for Christ's sake, it just smacks you straight in the face with advertising as soon as it's done and that kind of pisses me off a bit and it was all the way through it every every time someone looks at a, a screen or a pad or whatever um there's a, a pretty big windows fucking symbol on it yeah and just things like that like it it gets a bit annoying sometimes because when you're blatantly seeing it even when you blatantly see it in movies it's fucking annoying so i don't like how i guess the game companies rely on it so much. But anyway, they make great games and we like to play them. So 
I guess someone's got to fucking pay for them. Yeah, well, exactly. Mm. So, like myself to short on cash, so. Yeah, very true. Yeah, poor buggers. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But anyway, that's basically the review. If anyone wants to have a go and doesn't agree with anything I've just said about it, you can tell me. I won't listen, but you can try and bring it up. Come to his house and tell him what you really think. Yeah, not. No. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's good game. Good Sweet. Mm. But that's all I've been playing this week, really. Yeah, there's not much else to talk about. Um, like, so some leaked information has come out about Sony's plans to make a new PlayStation 4, which does uh, basically it has like a better CPU, better GPU, better RAM. Cool. And it can play 4K shit. So that's it's co- called PlayStation Neo. That's the code name. And um, yeah, there's not that much. I mean, there's a little bit of information out there, but it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Because yeah, I think it's um, I think they're gonna have some fucking problems. Mm. I think they're gonna have trouble convincing people to do that to yeah. get that after buying a PS4 already. Um. And yeah, the worry is in f- fracturing the the gamer base, I guess. You know, like if games start coming out that require the four point five or whatever you want to call it, and don't work on the PS4, mm. it's yes. gonna it's gonna be very annoying. It's gonna annoy people because you know the PS3 and Xbox 360 lasted ten years, so people are gonna start thinking like, oh, what you're not making games for the PS4 anymore. You're only making them for the 4.5 and feeling cheated. Yeah. We'll see yeah. how that plays out anyway, but I thought it was worth a mention on the show. Mm. Uh, it'll be interesting because, I mean, even it, it opens a can of worms, really, because although when they brought out the 4, they it doesn't allow people to play the 3 games. PS3 games. The 4.5 would let you play the PS4 games, though, I would imagine. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I wonder if they'll use it as a a way to let you play PS3 games. Hmm. That'd be interesting. Yeah. If it had a bigger processing power, it might be able to. Yeah, well, the the issue was the difference in architecture between the the 8.6 or whatever it is, CPU and the cell processor. Mm. But they might be able to figure out a way to do it, and it would be handy given their the fact that Xbox have already achieved it for 360 games. But there's also rumours of there being a, another Xbox One anyway. So, like, I guess if they're both doing it, the consumers yeah. have got no choice but to fucking <laughs> shut up and deal with it. Tag along, yeah, mm. yeah. But to be fair. They're pretty fucking awesome for the price. Like, if mm. you wanted to get a gaming computer, you'd be spending a fuckload more than you spend on a PS4 or an Xbox One. Certainly would. So, mm. you know, you gotta you got to know where the balance point is of, like, do you really want to bitch and moan that your fucking $300, $400 system only lasts five years? Mm. <laughs> like, that's a pretty long fucking time. It is. You yeah, can spend three great. grand on a computer and have it not last five years in- oh, not even last a year yeah so yeah but anyway so that's that that's a podcast 
We're done. Yeah, pretty much done on that one now, aren't we? If you want to email us, it's podcast at trotbeargaming.com. Make sure to like us on Facebook, I guess, and leave a review on iTunes. <laughs> yeah, do that. Someone, please. Right. <laughs> we'll see good. you in a fortnight, maybe. Yeah, talk to your ear hole soon. Yeah, fortnight-ish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something along those lines. All right, see you. See you. Thanks for listening.